This episode of Ticket Ripper is brought to you by face masks, because if there's one good thing to come out of this whole coronavirus mess, it's face masks. Now that people are wearing face masks to go to grocery stores and other places like McDonald's to get french fries, you get to smell your nasty breath, your stanky egg breath wafting back into your own nostrils. So now you know how the rest of us feel. Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Reaper Podcast. My name, as always, is Benjamin Abraham, Benjamin Abraham, Arrevalo, the Mexi Jew, coming at you live uh, from the furthest corner of New Mexico, five foot eight, way overweight, uh, and severely depressed. Um, <laughs> Benjamin Abraham, Arrevalo. <laughs> what is this podcast? But yes, welcome to the Ticket Ripper podcast. We be ripping, we be dripping, uh, and uh, everything else. Um, Glad to have you here. How you doing? You you, you holding up? You holding up? I'm getting paid to do nothing. Uh, My job literally announced that they were going to start like making me do trainings. Um, But the job, the trainings that they're making me do are literally trainings I did four months ago. So they're not showing up. And I'm like, do I still get credit? And I think, and I think I do. So I'm just literally getting paid to chill here. Um, It's a pretty sweet gig. Uh, and I'm not dying, so that's a good thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, this week, let's get down to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty is that this week, we're not going to be doing trailers of the week. Why? Because there are no trailers of the week. People aren't releasing trailers. Uh, people aren't releasing trailers, or at least not good ones. Uh, you know, anything that's not quibby. And I'm not going to start doing things over quibby, um, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, but we're not going to be doing trailers of the weeks this week because of the fact that, I mean, I think a lot of people, there, there just aren't trailers coming out because I think a lot of uh, people who are making movies, they aren't able to anymore. And they're just like, why would why why would I release a trailer if I can't even I can't even like put out a date that I'm going to release the movie? Um, I'm kind of mad because uh, the new James Bond movie was supposed to release uh, No Time to Die, was suppo- which is really funny that it's called No Time to Die, because if there is any time to die, it's right now. Like it's only going to get worse from here. That's a really pessimistic way to see it. But hey, man. Hey, man. If you think that we're going to come out of this shiny and clean and chrome like the guys in uh, like, you know, if you, if you think we're going to be riding through Valhalla uh, all, all happy and, and go lucky together after this. No, 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 Let me tell you this straight up. If it ain't the Corona, it's the nukes. Um, open your mind, sheeple. <laughs> we're a conspiracy podcast now, dude. We're a conspiracy podcast now. Insulin is too expensive. <laughs> oh god um i'm gonna get in trouble um anyway uh so yes um we're a conspiracy podcast now but yeah uh it's only gonna get worse don't don't get too comfortable all right 2020s we're literally this is the fourth month of 2020 if you think it's gonna get any better or if you're thinking optimistically um i feel sorry for you because you're gonna get a world of hurt in like very short amount of time but anyway Sorry, I smacked my lips there. But um, so, yeah, and I, I just don't think that people. Uh, but yeah, no time to die. But um, I'm mad because a lot of movies aren't going to be releasing in theaters because we can't go to theaters because it's a dumb idea. Uh, and if you're out partying, uh, you're an idiot. Um, so don't do that. 
um, you know, please, social distancing is the way to go. Trust me. Uh, I went to um, I went to Smith's yesterday to do my, you know, biweekly grocery run. Um, and it was absolutely horrifying. I wore a mask. I got to smell my stanky breath, my stanky egg breath, um, which really inspired me to, you know, focus on my dental hygiene with through all of this. Um, which by the way, if anybody knows somebody who can yank out my wisdom teeth from home, uh, I really, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and it's, it's a scary world out there. Uh, people are, people are, you know, doing some crazy stuff. Uh, I had to wait in the line to get into the store cause you know, there's a max limit. Uh, and then, you know, some people take an hour and I took two hours cause I was like, all right, you want to take an hour to get out of the store? I'm gonna take two hours. So I, I took a really long time. I spent way too much money. I spent more money than I have on groceries, but at the same time, I'm not trying to die here. I'm not trying to starve in my house, you know? Uh, did I buy any mac and cheese? No, because I bought like 17,000 packages last time. Do I still have mac and cheese? Yes. Do I eat mac and cheese every single day? Nah, that's not how we roll. We, we buy things that we don't need. That's how we do here at the Ticket Ripper Podcast. We're making, we, we, we're, we're making financially irresponsible decisions. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, please uh, Venmo me money. <laughs> Uh, it's not Venmo, it's Cash App. Uh, um, you can figure out how to spell that yourself. Don't send money to somebody you don't know, though. Um, but yes, you can send me money. Please do. I need to pay my bills and buy chicken strips. Um, but I don't know why I'm talking so much about nothing for five minutes. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. Other than the fact that we're not going to be doing new trailers of the weeks. I want to talk about Quibi real quick. What in God's name is Quibi? I, 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 and that's a rhetorical question. I know what Quibi is. How did we get to this point in our lives? How did we get to the point where people can't watch TV on their TV and people can't watch TV in under 10 minutes? Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. If there's a video that I'm watching and it's, and ooh, I hate this. If there's a video that I'm watching and it has those like borders on the top of it, like on Facebook Live, on like Facebook Watch or whatever, and it has those borders on the top of it that has like text in it, it's like a meme and it says, wait till you see what he does. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. This video is 85, is, is like 20 minutes long. You think I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes listening to you talk about this recipe and then you're going to and, and you're going to try to reel me in by saying watch till the end. No, I'm not going to watch till the end. 97% of the time when you when it says watch to the end, the video is not worth it. 97% of the time when the videos like when they try too hard and they're just like, you'll never believe what she says to him. The thing that that thing that they're trying to advertise like, whoa, ooh, what did she say to him? She says something like, oh, yeah, well, your leather jacket isn't the right color. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, your dad's only a stockbroker. I'm like, excuse me. Like, you'll never believe how fast these workers are. I'm like, mm, well, I do believe it because I've seen it from the guy whose video you plagiarized. You know, <laughs> I hate this stuff. But now and, and I, so I get it. You know, I get it. You want to consume you want to consume stuff really quickly. And that's I guess that's why like Quibi came to be. But at the same time. I thought we had more time before we were watching television shows like Punked featuring Chance the Rapper as the host <laughs> on our cell phones. And it's not even like, I think some of them, you don't even have to watch them widescreen, which is a sin. You're watching them in like portrait mode. You're watching them in like your phone, like how you hold it, which is the worst way to watch. I hate Snapchat 
like the the stories and everything specifically because it's the worst way to watch thing. I don't want to watch things like that. Hey, Snapchat, give me the ability to, to twist my phone, dude. What are you doing? Give me the ability to, to, to turn my phone, dude. Oh man. Now that we're talking about apps, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to start a segment right now. This is a new segment. Uh, we have two segments today, but this is a new one that I just thought of right on the spot. And that's how we do it at the Ticket Reaper Podcast because I'm going to rip you a new one no matter what. Right here, right now, I'm going to start a new segment called Crap Apps. One of the crappiest apps out there, which has way too much rep, is Snapchat. More like Crap Chat, dude. For one, remember when they did that Snapcast thing and they were like, oh, no, 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 you're, you're mistaken. You, Good sir, you are mistaken. Uh, we're, we're not doing Cash App for nudes. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm not sending my money through Snapchat. So either somebody's paying somebody for nudes or you're just doing things because you can't. Like, come on, dude. Snap cash is what made like is what opened the door for like OnlyFans and stuff like that. Like, come on, like, OK, Snapchat, I understand that maybe you were like, oh, dude, we could get into like. We could be in the financial charts like we could be a financial app. But here's the thing about it. At the time that you did this, at the time that you added Snapcash, we were like on the verge of like like PayPal had already been around for years. Like Cash App was on the on like coming over the like they were coming, you know, and, and like Venmo was they were coming. So why did we need Snapcash? Oh, I'll tell you why. Nudes. <laughs> Come on, Snapchat. You are you seriously that obl oblivious? And then they did that whole location thing. Hey, man, nobody uses Find My Friends on iPhone for a reason. It's because trying to find your friends and being like, "Hey, yo, Siri." I had to cover up my Siri because I didn't want her to respond because she's the dumbest AI out here. Uh, uh, like nobody wants to be like, "Hey, yo, Siri, where's Todd at?" Like that Martin Scorsese, like, hey, where's where, where's Jimmy at? And it's like, Jimmy is approximately 2.4 miles away from you getting a coffee at Starbucks. He, t today, his wife left him and stuff like that. Dude, no, nobody wants that. I don't want to be tracked just because I have an app on my phone. If I want to be tracked, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I don't want to know I'm doing it, okay? I don't want to know that my friends can know where I'm at. Not because I'm doing shady stuff, but just because I don't want to, Okay. Because if I t if I want to tell somebody, oh, no, nah, I'm busy. I'm at home right now. I'm, I'm, I'm real sick. And they see that I'm out watching freaking Spider-Man movies. What's going to happen? You got me in trouble, Snapchat. What are we doing here? Huh? <laughs> Dude. And then the worst part about Snapchat is these like they try to do these like news article things and they play like videos and like movie clips. But the thing is, like, you can't rotate your phone. You can't take pictures in the roto mode and then you can't rotate like and you like you can't watch this stuff in the roto mode. So the, these like movies and whatnot clips that they're showing, they're cut off about a, about two thirds of the screen is gone. Snapchat. What am I what am I supposed to be watching here? <laughs> what am I looking at? Um, you're not a news outlet chill just be just be instagram you know the, the the lesser version of instagram now okay you have your models you have your, your little tv shows and now you got quibby or you know they're, they're coming around the edge oh i'm not a good social media guy so i don't even know i have no i have no place um but, but anyway 
Um, other and other than that, the the thing that pisses me off the most is Snapchat is such a like rich company, but the one thing they can't do, and this makes me mad, the one thing they can't do is use dual lens features on like iPhones and like Samsung. They just do it like if you zoom in, you're not zooming in like it's using one lens, guys. Be be not mistaken, it is using one lens. It's not switching over to the telephoto lens which looks better when you zoom in. Hey, Snapchat, we've had dual lenses for like four years. Get on the, give it the program, Snapchat. Talk to Apple. You're, you're like a billion dollar company. Talk to Apple. You got, you got models. You, you're paying models to be on there. Okay. You got all that snap cash flowing through for the nudes. Use some of that money and give us the ability to use a telephoto lens, man. <laughs> What's going on? So that's crap apps. Uh, honestly, the only crap app that I'm like that upset about to make a whole segment about is Snapchat. <laughs> There's so much wrong with this app. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm going to be starting a new segment today. I mentioned it a little bit early before, but I didn't give you the name. Uh, the new segment, because I, I don't know when we're going to get new trailers. Uh, and sometimes there's just not trailers to talk about because some people don't release really good movies around this time of the year. Um, but this new segment that I'm really excited about because I think it'd be fun is going to be called Recast the Past. Uh, and if you're good with like music and little beats and 8-bit music, I really like, uh, I, I'd really like for you boys, you rippers, uh, you rippers and ripettes to Put your talents together, and if you can, make me a, a, a theme song. I think it'd be awesome uh, to have a little a little theme song for this segment called Recast the Past. I'm thinking something like... Uh, something real short, you know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, Recast the Past. So the way that this is going to work is each week, I you know, I, I talk about a certain movies or a certain movie or a series or, you know, something. But essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one of those movies or that whole entire series, and I'm going to recast uh some some of the main characters uh in the movies um in this this episode if you follow me on twitter you know uh and if you don't follow me on twitter follow me at ticket that way we can we can communicate we can talk we can be a community uh you know just so we can get this ripper we can get this ripper community going and bigger we we, we got to rip a new one in the in the world you know uh it's time to restructure our our lives and our economy and and society and the way we do that is through the ticket ripper podcast this is a revolutionary podcast and when i say revolutionary i don't mean i'm like changing the game i mean we are literally starting a revolution we're gonna rip into everything we're gonna be like oh yeah you think you're cool well you, your hair's funny um <laughs> i don't know what we're doing but but yeah um follow follow me take a pod tweet me you won't uh but yeah if you follow me you know that to this week's episode is going to be about uh guy Ritchie's uh sherlock holmes movie so sherlock holmes and sherlock holmes game of shadows um the one with uh robert downey jr and jude law so Here's before I say this, me saying like, I don't think honestly, I like the, the casting choice. These are, are merely just suggestions of like, oh, I think it would have been really cool to see these people in those same roles um, because I, I'd love to see like what they bring to that character uh, that, you know, um, you know, certain people just don't have. So 
one of the things, one of the things, uh, and that's this is I, I say this because I'm gonna explain why my first choice is why my first choice. One is because which is the character of Holmes. One is because I found it really weird that Sherlock Holmes is like one of the most British things. Sherlock Holmes is like it, it's no joke. Okay, it's it's one of the most British things I can think of. The dude wearing the hat with the with the bills on both sides, the most British thing I can think of. And he's not he's he's a constable and an expecta or whatever the, you know the, 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 that's what these people are called and whatnot. And then you got the show. And if you're wondering if I've seen the show, no, I haven't seen Sherlock uh, with um, Benedict Cumberbatch because I don't watch BBC. I don't watch European television. Why? Because I can't access it. Now you're probably thinking, Ben, it's probably really easy. You can probably borrow the BBC uh, app. Um, you know, log in from somebody else. And I, what I say to that is no, because I'm not going to watch Doctor Who. I'm not going to watch Sherlock. All right. And I know it's on Netflix, but I'm not going to do it. Why? Because I have enough TV shows to worry about. <laughs> Moving along, <laughs> recast the past. So uh, for Holmes, I found it really strange that this is the most British, like one of the most British characters I can think of. And yet they cast a very American man, which is Robert Downey Jr. His name is Robert Downey Jr., Okay, and if you're wondering, oh, does that not sound British? No, I name one guy who's junior. No, it, it, British people love calling themselves the second. Um, Robert Robert Downey, Robert Downey the second. Huh? That's how that's that's what they call him. We don't do they don't do juniors over there. I don't even know if they don't do juniors. But anyway, um, very American actor uh, for a very British role. Uh, so that's why. And aside from the fact that I just love this actor, that's why I decided that as Holmes, I think it would, it would have been really awesome to see Ra uh, Ralph or Rafe. I don't know how his name is pronounced. Hey, man, get a, get an easier to pronounce name. It looks like an L. Uh, we're calling. Well, I, I think it's Rafe. Rafe Fiennes, uh, Voldemort, essentially. Uh, I think it would be awesome to see him in the role of Holmes. He's got um, if you haven't seen uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, watch it. I mean, what are you doing with your life? Watch it. You're responsible, you know? Um, but Ray Fiennes, he's really good. And he's really funny in this movie, too. He's got this, like, like you normally wouldn't expect him to have this kind of, like, like um, quirky personality that he can pull off, but he really can. And I think that that's something that uh, Holmes, uh, you know, has. But I think that Rafe uh, Fiennes could have brought a, like a new, a new spice to it. And I and I I honestly I thought about it and I was like, oh, I really like the idea of this. Um, and then you know obviously uh, you know whoever you know you can't have Holmes without a Watson. So for Watson, who would I cast? Obviously, I'm sticking with a British guy mainly because of the fact that I mean it's British. It's British as hell. This movie's British as hell. Um, so for Watson, I chose Ewan Ewan McGregor. Which by the way, does your name sound like a baby saying Ian? Like Ewan. Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so yeah, e Ewan McGregor, um, I think he would have been great as, because he's got the same thing. He's got this like quirky personality that, uh, you know, few people are able to like get a grasp of. Uh, I haven't seen, uh, I'm actually going to rent it tonight, uh, Birds of Prey. I haven't seen Birds of Prey, but I've seen clips of him in it. And I've seen, I mean, like you can even tell just from movies, uh, you know, previously that he's been in. He's got this like, it, it's this something. 
it's this he's got this something and i think that that would have been a really nice like balance to uh rafian's homes uh and other than that you know he's just cool and i like him and he's british uh now for lord blackwood this is the only one that i'm actually kind of serious about because the guy that they cast for lord blackwood is the same dude that they cast for any any leather wearing any leather jacket wearing uh villain it's just he's a very basic villain in this movie uh, which I didn't like. I like. I personally like Moriarty better in the second movie um, than I did Lord Blackwood in the first movie. It was just this kind of like Thanos level uh, of like smarts and acting. Um, but for Lord Blackwood, I think uh, somebody who would who could have brought a little bit more to the character um, would have been Daniel Day Lewis. Now, Daniel Day Lewis is an absolute lunatic because he he's a method, method actors are absolute like crazy people. Like they, I don't know what they're doing. But I don't think they know what they're doing either. They're just like, like, I think that method actors wake up in the middle of the night and remember that they're Daniel Day-Lewis or that they're like Christian Bale. And they're like, oh, yeah, I am this other person, huh? And then they're just like, well, time to be Winston Churchill again. <laughs> and they just like have to snap themselves into being a different person for like months on end. Um, but Daniel Day Lewis, I think would have been like, there's something about the guy. If you haven't seen the, another movie recommendation, these are all good movie recommendations. Um, if you haven't seen, um, there will be blood watch, there will be blood. I, I honestly, it was, it's one, it was one of the first, uh, Daniel Day Lewis movies I ever saw. I haven't seen last of the Mohicans mainly because of the fact that it's, I mean, he's a white dude playing like a Mohican dude. Um, which uh, I mean, no, <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, but in general, um, and I didn't, I, I never saw a Lincoln uh, because I honestly am really bored by Civil War movies. Uh, not because I don't like the Civil War. I love the Civil War, but I don't like movies about presidents because they're kind of boring and political. Uh, but at the same time, they're probably really good. I should watch Lincoln. I'm going to watch Lincoln. Um, but yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is, is a phenomenal actor. And if you haven't seen uh, There Will Be Blood, watch There Will Be Blood and you'll see how good of a villain he can be. Uh, add like satanicness to that. And I think he would have done a really good job as Lord Blackwood. Um, and then lastly, um, Irene Adler. I personally think that Rachel Will or uh, Rachel Williams, Rachel McAdams did a really good job as Irene. Uh, I liked her. You know, she was good. Uh, Irene wasn't really a character that was like too present, um, you know, all too much in this movie. So like, I wish she would have been a little bit more present. She was kind of hardcore. Uh, but other than that, uh, she was really just and it's sad to say this, but she was really more of just like a sex object in the movie, uh, which I mean, it's the same thing. Like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people think about like, oh man, dude, like crazy how like, like uh, Marvel gave us one of the like best, you know, female uh, like superheroes, you know, a while back uh, with um, the, the Black Widow. And I was like, dude, dude, you got to take you got to take a look back at what the Black Widow was originally used for in the Mar in like the Iron Man movies. Like she was brought in as a sex object. Like they, they, and they showed her off every chance they could. They were like, okay, so she's a super spy who fights people and she's really good at it. Should we give her like a tactical suit with like, you know, guns and stuff? And they were like, mm, what if it was like a skin tight leather suit, you know? Nothing too fancy, though. I think we can pick something up at a porn store. Um, <laughs> let's just get a cosplay, like an anime cosplay uh, Black Widow costume. Um, 
And it, it's sad, but that's just the way it was back in the day, which isn't in any way saying that it's like, okay, it's, but that's how it was. That was like the norm. And I think that's kind of uh, the, the same thing that happened here with Rachel McAdams as Irene Adler. But aside from that, they did build like kind of a cool character. Um, I think she did a good job. It wasn't really a, a character that required too much, uh, which I mean, Rachel McAdams, she's an incredible actress. Um, if you haven't seen Spotlight, God, all these recommendations. If you haven't seen Spotlight, she's great in that. Um, I really liked it. Um, and she's great in other things too. Um, but who would I recast uh, as uh, Irene Adler? I personally think uh, if they gave the character a bit more screen time and if they gave the character a bit more, like if we got to see a bit more of that fight in Irene, uh, I would have loved to see Halle Berry take on the character. I mean, it, Halle Berry could definitely pull off some girl from New Jersey who, who steals things. Um, it, it's not unheard of at all. Uh, if you haven't seen John Wick 3, you, what are you doing with your life? If you haven't seen John Wick 3, you're, you're a moron, you know? And, then, and I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. You're a moron if you haven't seen uh, John Wick 3. Halle Berry is phenomenal in it. And, and I'm just going to say this right now. Halle Berry could shoot me in the face and I'd say thank you. I'd wake up from the dead and be like, thank you so much for this honor, Halle Berry. Um, I just want to say I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work and your beauty. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Dude, she scares me, though. She The way that she was, uh, you know, handling and screaming at those dogs, I was scared. I was scared. Halle Berry is, is one of the single most intimidating people I've ever I've ever seen on the screen in my entire life. Like, And I've seen John Wick 1 through 3. You'd imagine that Keanu Reeves is the most intimidating person I've ever seen in my life. No. Would I still poop my pants if, you know, Keanu Reeves walked into a, a restaurant that I was in? Yes. If, if Keanu Reeves came up to me and was like, hey, your name's Ben, right? I would, would I literally like have a heart attack right then and there? Yeah. Is that ever going to happen? No. Do I hope it'll happen? I mean, sure. Maybe he'll hear about how much I love him. But if Halle Berry did that, uh, she wouldn't even make it through the door. I'd be like... Oh God, it's Halle Berry. And then I would just like start convulsing in a die on the spot, choking on bacon. <laughs> so yeah, I would recast Irene Hadler as Halle Berry, but with like more oomph to the character. You know what I mean? So now we're going to get into the nittier, nittier, grittier uh, of the rip. This is the Ticket Ripper uh, rip into Sherlock Holmes, the series uh, from Guy Ritchie. Here's the thing I got to say about this movie. We're going to get this out of the way because I have love for these movies. I didn't, when I watched them originally, like when I was a kid, I didn't like them all that much. I, I and I now realize because I don't, I didn't get them. You know, it wasn't the movie's fault. It was me just, I didn't understand. I don't understand British people. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it was too British for me when I was a child. Um, but anyway, uh, the first one I liked. I like the first one. They, it's there's some unique like bits of like, oh, you know, we haven't seen that before. Like when he's when he fights, he talks about it beforehand uh, and he's just like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, take a swift kick to the larynx, uh, you know, knock him down, uh, kick him in the knee and, you know, paralyze knees, all that kind of stuff. And it's cool because then immediately after he just does it in like fast motion, which is awesome. Uh, I like it. Um, and then uh, just in general throughout the movie. Like the thing I didn't, here's the thing I'll, 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 put, I'll get this out of the way first. I love the second one significantly more than I loved the first one. The first one, I think that they were trying to do stuff and they were trying to see if uh, a character like Holmes could work. And if like quirky little things like what they did with this movie works. And then on the second one, they just said, all right, 
mission is to go everybody go all in everybody go all in we're gonna do weird stuff we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some crazy stuff um and they gave it like this like nittier kind of like a little bit grittier uh vibe to the to the sherlock holmes thing which i like um would it be better rated r probably you know everything's better rated r not because i like gore but because gore's cool um <laughs> but i just feel like you know it, it just makes it like the grittier the movie can get the more the more that you're able to make me go oh the better dude like that that, that i want to feel something when i'm watching movies you know um but i mean i liked this movie um it's got you know pretty pretty good ratings uh, on imdb um I like it. It's on Netflix right now. If you want to watch it, uh, it's on Netflix right now. I love uh, the chemistry between uh, Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. pulls off a solid uh, British accent, but at the same time, what would I know? I'm American. Um, and yes, yes, I'm American. Okay. Okay. I'm an American. I'm an American citizen. I'm sweating, dude. I'm sweating. I don't want to talk about my nationality anymore. I'm American. Um, but yeah. Um, so let me give you the synopsis of this movie. Detective Sherlock Holmes and his stalwart partner Watson engage in a battle of wits and brawn with a nemesis whose plot is a threat to all of England. Um, and this is, you know, way back in the day. So there's like, you know, cool. It's kind of steampunky. Uh, I like it. It's cool. Um, Blackwood was cool. Um, the things that I loved about this movie was just like how it's shot. It's a beautiful, like how it's shot is pretty like there's times when I'm watching this movie. And like I said, I watched this cause I was like, Oh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I didn't really like it last time. And I'm watching it now. I watched it yesterday and I was in like, there was parts of this movie where like, there were some shots where I was just like, Oh man, Oh man, that's gorgeous. And then, uh, here's the thing I got to say. Here's the thing I got to say, because the, the storyline is kind of whack, you know, like Blackwood comes back from the dead and like he, he, you know, all this stuff. And like, you know, um, you know, he, he, he essentially paid off a bunch of people and, you know, Sherlock Holmes has to figure out like, oh, you know, it's not, it's all this like not with mystical magic and all that kind of stuff. And he has to take down as a villain because he's going to like kill all the most important people in, uh, in London and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's the typical like, oh, I got to save London, like. Uh, you know, thing, it, the, the storyline itself is nothing like memorable, you know, Blackwood isn't a memorable villain. The, the story itself isn't really a memorable thing. What is memorable, um, which I mean is a big deal when it comes to movies, you want to be something that people like think about like every like week or so you want, they want, you want them to be like, oh man, dude, like I think about Parasite on the Reggie. That's, that's how I know it was a, it was a phenomenal movie is I think about that ending, same thing with like portrait of a lady on fire. I think about those endings and I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, one movie that I try not to think about is Manchester uh, by the sea. If you haven't seen Manchester by the sea, you're lucky. Um, and not because it's a bad movie, but because the movie made me cry. The movie broke me on several levels and I never want to experience that again. I have it. It's sitting in my garage and I, I will never open it again. I'm never going to watch that movie. I've seen Hereditary multiple times. I will never watch Manchester by the Sea again. I will never succumb to myself to that much pain again. <laughs> um, but it's movies like that that are memorable. Um, Sherlock Holmes, I honestly, I watched it yesterday and I can barely tell you what it's about. Um, 
but the the cool the, the the reason you watch it is for the chemistry between Watson and Holmes, uh, and the chemistry between Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, and seeing them bring those characters to life in a way that you know, frankly, we haven't seen them really before. Um, and it, it's good. I like it. I like it. Um, but you know, the plot is just kind of, um, which is why, and I'm gonna give you the Ripper rating now, which is why Sherlock Holmes gets a um a ripper rating of that's my drum roll good so that's three out of five stars for you normies uh sherlock holmes the first one was good uh i liked it uh it wasn't the greatest of all time but here's one thing i will say sherlock holmes and sherlock holmes game of shadows and this is something they both have in common these movies are good uh, i'll give you the ripper rating for game of shadows here in a second or in a bit but these movies are good. But the the biggest thing, and this gave them a whole star. These would have been, this one would have been two out of five. Had it not been for one very crucial, very important uh, fact, which is the fact that Hans Zimmer had made one of the most beautiful, like jaw-droppingly gorgeous scores for these movies. The, the, the Sherlock Holmes score like brings life to me it gives my soul happiness like when i'm watching and i watch these movies with my headphones because i, I want to get that full experience but everybody in my house is a bunch of chumps and doesn't like me watching movies really loud if you don't watch movies loud you're not watching movies right okay um <laughs> i got so mad <laughs> oh my god um but yeah, so I watch them with my headphones. The most beautiful, beautiful soundtrack through both of these movies. Watch, watch these movies. I had to rent the second one. I thought it was on Netflix, but it's not anymore. I had to rent it like a chump. It's probably over there in England. Somebody, somebody teach me how to get England Netflix. I want European Netflix, dude. But yeah, um, I liked it memorable plot wasn't as memorable now i'm going to talk about the second one sherlock holmes a game of shadows like i said it's as if they took risks on the first one that people weren't taking and then when it worked like when it when it like succeeded to a certain extent they were like oh boy firing on all cylinders it's like guy Ritchie was like all right time to make a second one and that's him doing like cocaine because the second one took those things that made the first one good and like boosted it. The, 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 Oh dude. One of the things that I like about Sherlock is that he's able to do these like, uh, like, um, disguises really quickly. And he just has them. Um, in the first one, he does say the word midget a lot, which if you're not like, if you're not aware of is a slur, I believe you can't call people midgets anymore. It's not, it's not good. It's not right. You call them little people. And I think some of them, I don't know if dwarf is good anymore, but every time that uh, Holmes would or that um, Watson would say uh, a dwarf, um, Robert Downey Jr. or Sherlock Holmes would correct him to say midget. And I'm like, oh, dude. And every time he said it, I was just like, oh, whoops. It's not like one of the like bad ones, like the N word or the R word, but it's still I mean, these are human beings. OK, you can't call them what they don't want to be called. <laughs> You can't call me, uh, you can't call me wetback. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I don't punch people, but if you do that without like, if you do that and I'm, and we're not cool, we're not chill, 
Um, I'm not going to punch you. I'm going to like Sherlock Holmes you. I'm going to be like, poke his eyes out, take out his tongue, cut the tongue with a pencil, and then smash his face into a locker. And then I'm going to do it all in like lightning speed in front of you. Um, but <laughs> so Sherlock Holmes, a game of shadows was better because they definitely toned down on, on a lot of the like more cringy things that they say. Um, we get to see, you know, a lot more of like Holmes being sympathetic, like the, the whole, essentially the whole plot of this movie is that Holmes needs to take down Moriarty so that Watson and his wife can be safe. Um, and that's like what pushes Holmes aside from the, like the fact that he needs to solve this case. Um, because it's like haunting him, uh, the, the pressure is on because if he doesn't like finish it, Watson is in danger and he doesn't want that. And you get to see like a little bit, you know, of, of a better side of, or a little bit more of a like heartwarming side of their, of their relationship, which is great. Um, they're, you know, they're brothers. They're, they're more than just friends. They're brothers. Um, and we get, we get to see some, uh, some, uh, you know, a, a, a Italian people. Um, one of the things that I really love about this movie is that, um, the character or the guy that they, um, that they, you know, put as, uh, Moriarty, Jared Harris, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. I don't know why. I love the guy. I love his face. He's the perfect villain, especially for somebody as like witty, uh, and like, as like Thanos, level smart. Well, I mean, Thanos can, isn't even this smart, but as like smart as Moriarty, um, perfect perfect guy i could not recast moriarty i will never try to recast moriarty because it, it, he's the perfect guy to play this um and then uh rachel mcadams character dies oops whoops it's 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 the the villain is great the plot is great um the action in this one that's the thing i got to talk about is the action in this one the way that they should there's this scene where they're trying to escape like a like gun factory that they broke into and then the, everybody you know there's like tons of like germans and they're just like oh man we gotta like we gotta go we gotta get these guys uh -huh. so the germans are like chasing after them and one of the dudes who works for moriarty tells all the german like soldiers he tells them if they get away you're dead men but he says it in in, in german so he's like and all the Germans are like, well, I don't want to die. So let's pull out the big guns. So they pull out like these machine guns and it's like, they're like shooting through like the trees, the way that they, that they shot this gorgeous. They, um, if you've seen 300, the, the, um, Zack Snyder movie, um, which I mean, if you don't know about it, then come on. Uh, but if you've seen 300, you there's a scene where they're like in a battle kind of like thing. And it's like a little linear and the, the cameras are following them from the side. And um, the the way that Zack Snyder did this was he has three cameras um, all recording at different like focal lengths. Uh, so one of them is like farther zoomed out than the others, uh, you know, different lens. So it gets like this different view or this different like feel to the, to the thing, but they're, they're both like, they're all recording simultaneously. And the reason why that ends up looking so cool is because you're able to cut in and out, but you're not losing quality. You're not like, it's not a, a zoom. It's like an actual like kind of thing. Guy Ritchie took this and said, I can make this weirder. I could definitely make this. I could make this. I, what if we move the camera a lot more? And he, it, it looks like he took that and then just like took it to a whole other level. And they start shooting like, like legit artillery at them in the middle of woods. 
the explosions, the the freaking music, the 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 the, 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 the trees shattering, the particles, the way that it's shot, edited, put together, takes so much like coordination. It's Un, like you can tell that it took so much planning to get this done right and it ended up beautifully there's some stuff that they do in this movie that's so strange like i was looking at it and i would literally like i do this thing every once in a while when i'm watching a movie and if i see something that's just so like jaw dropping like i i stand i like sit up and i go neta i'm like really dude like did it, it, am i seeing things and i wasn't I love Game of Shadows. It's great. And the ending, great. The ending is great. The, the, the beginning is great. The plot, I can't really explain it to you because it's it, it's a lot that goes down. But the plot essentially is that they have to take down Moriarty. And it's tough. And Moriarty's a, a, a very resourceful man. It's awesome, though. I love it. It's like, it's so big, you know? It's like, there's so... The, the, the movie's just so big. It's like... I don't. I can't even explain it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at explaining things. If you haven't seen these movies, go watch them. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, you got a lot of love for these movies. I come here to see the rips. I come here to see the rips. So what's the rips about? I don't have a lot of rips for these movies. I really like them. Uh, here's, here's my rips. These movies are way too British. These movies are so British, dude, and it's an American actor, and the, 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 they keep saying things, like in the second movie, sure, they didn't say midget as much, but there was a lot of gypsies talk. Gypsies a slur too, dude. Gypsies a slur too, dude. <laughs> um, and then the, the guy, the, the, the joke, the, one of the ongoing jokes, which isn't really like crazy funny, but they keep doing it, is the fact that Sherlock Holmes keeps like killing his dog. He keeps like trying to like do medicines on his dog. So his dog's always passed out and it's this cute little bulldog. And they're like, oh, you know, you know, Gladstone, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, enough with the Gladstone stuff. Nobody needed the dog. Nobody needed the dog. Okay. And there's always this like, um, this romance between Holmes and Rachel McAdams, this character, but it never like fully develops. And then he like arrests her like, bro, what are we doing here? Huh? What are we doing here? I don't have a lot of rips for these movies. I like these movies. The first one, um, dude, the, these movies though, they do border on like every once in a while they do border on like, Oh, this could get really offensive. Like in the second one, uh, one of the first disguises that we see uh, Sherlock Holmes in is like an old Chinese man. They don't want to say it, but we know, we know they give the, they give you the context with the surrounding area. Okay. We know. Um, I like it. I like these movies. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. Go watch them. You know, if you if you if you fancy yourself some tea and crumpets, go watch it. But just be warned, it's like if you've seen Harry Potter. Harry Potter movies are painfully British. These movies take British to like another level. Like people will be like constable and like governor. <laughs> oh man, so British. But I like them. If 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 you if you're not interested in this movie at all, be, watch it still. If not, just for the score. The score, and I'm not joking with you, is one of the most gorgeous things to ever bless my ears. I can't I can't fathom like being able to like 
Think of that. It's so good. And it's so good because it's Hans. Nobody can do it like Hans. There's something very specific about Hans Zimmer's like composing and it's beautiful. It adds this depth to any movie, to any scene. Half of these, and I was thinking about this this whole time, half of these, um, and you can do this with any movie that Hans Zimmer composed. Um, half of these scenes where like he has this, like these booming, roaring tracks. If you take Hans Zimmer out and put it with somebody else's work, the movie wouldn't be nearly as good. They would, you can, you can see people's style. You can imagine what they would do and none of them would be nearly as good. Imagine Inception, uh, or, or Interstellar, but the track is made by somebody else. You can't because the track is so good. It's become a, it's, it's a staple. Like Hans Zimmer changed the game. Nobody was doing the before Hans, you know, Hans Zimmer does it the best. I love Hans Zimmer. You know, he's one of the greatest out there. He's one of the greatest of all time, you know? Um, which by the way, oh my God, last night I made a discovery, which I mean, you know, there's, there's kind of like, uh, well, you know, this and this happened, but, uh, Hans Zimmer, um, one of the people that he worked with, I guess, uh, did, um, I forgot what his name is. I don't even know what his name is. The guy who, 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 um, wrote the, uh, the score for a Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this short because I'm almost out of time, but the guy who scored the Pirates of the Caribbean, if you listen to it, go listen to the Pirates of the Caribbean. He's a pirate soundtrack from the first movie. And then go listen to, uh, the battle from the gladiator soundtrack. Hey man, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, where, where's it at? Where's it at? Here we go. Hold on, guys. Sorry. I have the video. Some dude on YouTube. You can go listen to it. It's the similarities in music of Gladiator and the Pirates of the Caribbean 2003. Now, you're probably thinking Ben's full of crap. There's nothing similar about these. Here we go. Guess which ones these are. Oh, this is, oh, this has to be Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Bro. <laughs> this is, that was Gladiator in, two, in the year 2000. Now, then later in 2003, what comes along? None other than Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Did your jaw just drop? Did your jaw just drop? Because it wasn't even subtle. It wasn't even subtle. It was the classic meme of, hey, can I copy your homework? It's like, yeah, but change it up. So it he just made it faster. He just made it faster and in a like slightly different key, barely different key. And then, and here's the thing that makes me laugh. This is the thing that I live for. They did that for the first movie with a completely different composer for the second movie, Hans Zimmer. 
for the second and third movie Hans Zimmer. And if you go go watch the trilogy, and I call it the trilogy because the fourth and the fifth one don't exist. Go watch the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Uh, um, and you'll notice, like, watch the first one, and you're like, wow, this track is great. Because it is. Because it's Hans Zimmer. <laughs> because it's Hans Zimmer plagiarized. And then watch the second one. It's phenomenal. The soundtrack is phenomenal. That's the only word I can use to say it. It's phenomenal compared to the first one because Hans Zimmer was like, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's already, it's, it's so, I don't know how to do a Hans Zimmer accent, but he's like, it's already my work. So it was, pre, it was, it was pretty easy to just make my work better. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, come on. Like, it's, it's no, it's no contest, you know, it's no contest. Like let, 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 I, I'm going to go a little bit over time. Um, this is a long one, but I don't care. You can, you can, you can leave, but listen to this, listen to this. It's no contest. Klaus Bedelt's Bedelt. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great, but it was great when I first heard it in 2000 and on Gladiator. <laughs> oh man, I'm so mean. I'm horrible. I'm a terrible person. Uh, I looked up Pirates of the Caribbean and Rick Ross came up for some reason. <laughs> okay, now, now we're gonna now we're gonna listen to one of the one of the clips from uh, from uh, Hans Zimmer's. This is from the song. Uh, called Jack Sparrow. This is now Hans Zimmer doing his work. Now you can see that he took that, that score and made it different because he can't just do Gladiator again. Oof, it gets so much better. Listen to this. ladies and gentlemen that difference you and i know you hear it that is the difference between a composer between a composer and a, ma and a and a master he's not he's not even composing music anymore he's he's making masterpieces like it's nothing you can see what he did. He realized, Hans Zimmer realized that he was playing, he was playing, like, they were like, hey, Hans, you want to do the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, two through three, because we kind of plagiarized your work. He was like, yeah, sure. And he was playing it, and he was like, wow, this is literally Gladiator. And you can tell that he was like, I like it because I did it. But at the same time, I, I, I don't want it to be the same. I don't want to compose the same thing. Let's change it up a bit. Let's change it up a bit, dude. This is what makes Hans Zimmer un unbeatable. This depth, this like villainous like depth. 
Oh my god. Get out of here. Get out of here. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh, it's a banger. It slaps, dude. Like, there's no way, okay? There's no way anybody could have done it better because nobody can do it like him. And this proves it. The, it was note for note. Hans Zimmer's Gladiator score. And then Hans Zimmer comes in, takes it, what they did with it, and made it better. Significantly, might I add. He's unbeatable. He's unbeatable. When Hans Zimmer dies, which he never will. When Hans Zimmer dies, the world, that's the end of the world. When Hans Zimmer dies, I'm not going to watch movies ever again. If Hans Zimmer dies, ooh, if Corona takes Hans Zimmer, I'm never watching movies again. Because I'm never going to watch a movie in my entire life if Hans, if Hans isn't alive. You know? There's no point. Because I only listen to other scores to compare them to Hans. <laughs> oh, I love Hans Zimmer, if you can't tell. Uh, but so does the rest of the world. Um, that's all I got to say for today, because I've, I've talked enough about Hans Zimmer. I've talked enough about these movies. Go watch. Uh, I just got an emergency alert. Cool. Gathering's not safe. Not even at church. Uh, okay. I mean, of course it's not safe at church. Uh, online church is, is the thing. Don't go to church, guys. I'm not because, you know, don't be religious. Don't be Christian. You got to have your faith. I know it more than anybody. Got to have your faith, but don't, don't, don't kill yourself. You can get your Jesus online. You can get your Jesus online. Oh, man. Yeah, I've talked way too much about Hans Zimmer. Uh, go watch both of these movies if you can. I know everybody can't swing that $3.99 rental. <laughs> I did, it, it took me so long. I was sitting at the... I was looking at my Apple TV like, do I really want to watch this for $3.99? And I didn't regret it. I loved, loved the second one. Um, and oh, uh, I gotta give you the Ripper rating. I love the second ones. Sherlock, Game of Shadows. Here comes the Ripper rating. I'm gonna post these on my Twitter as well. Sherlock, Game of Shadows gets a sick. That's four out of five for you normies. I loved it. I loved it. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life, which is why it's not getting a dope as hell. But I loved it. Thank you uh, guys for listening to my rants about Hans Zimmer and everything else. Uh, I hope you liked the new segment, Recast the Past. Uh, if you're good with music, make me a, make me a theme song. Just do it. Don't 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 be a wimp. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I want to communicate with y'all. I want to communicate with y'all. Talk about you know movies. Talk about your life. If you want to know how to make awesome French toast, I have a secret recipe. Uh, DM me. Follow me at Ticket Ripper Pod. Uh, you know, come hang out. Come hang out. Let's be pals. Let's be pals. Uh, see you guys later. I love you. Um, I I don't know why I said that. I mean, I I, I do love you, but <laughs> this is so this is so awkward. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>